0: Step, step, making my way through life Wondering all this time When will the seeds of my toil and my hustle jam me to Yes, yes, people they feel my vibe They shout when I grab the mine. But how do I feel when the noise dies down And we all go home on our- evening ladies and gentlemen um why do we only address the gentlemen what about the ones that are not gentlemen you gentle and non-gentlemen good evening think about it though we say ladies but then we just say we uh, anyways hi i hope you're doing well good evening it's a new day well it's the end of the new day it's the end of a day (laughs) anyways I hope your day went well we're doing another interview and um yeah we are talking about mental health and this is only like a small piece of such a big topic so be rest assured that there probably will be more episodes I just contradicted myself in that but anyways you get what I mean there will be more episodes dedicated to the topic of mental health and yeah enjoy Okay, Um, welcome guys to the podcast. Thank you for being on the podcast. Um, Could you introduce yourself for us? Hey guys, I'm
1: Holly. Hey guys, I'm Leah. And we are the co-founders of Dare to Be.
0: Okay, um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what Dare to Be is?
1: Um, Dare to Be is a brand, it's a lifestyle, it's an organization, and it is a business. Um, geared to channel the talents and young minds of young girls in Baltimore particularly so that they are mm, so they can channel and they're empowered and they can become who they're supposed to be and not what society wants them to be or Baltimore wants them to be
0: mm-hmm. that's dope Um, is it for like girls in like high school or
1: exactly we're so mainly trying to target girls in middle and high schools who at that in their life, that is when they're most hit with challenges, situations mm-hmm. that shape them as they get older.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you mainly? What's the question I'm trying to ask? Is it mainly for like um, African American kids and like? No, that's color, the, majority, it... the
1: majority. of population here is usually suppressed or oppressed. So that's the um, population that we mainly target and okay. our geared towards. Yes.
0: Okay, cool, awesome. Um, I'll put more information about that in like the description stuff. But that sounds really dope, and I'm glad that people like you are doing stuff like that because it's really important. Thank
1: to you. Have Thank you.
0: Those things. <laughs> um, so our topic for today is mental health, and like obviously that's a pretty big topic. So we're gonna see how this goes, but um, yeah, I think the first thing I wanted to like ask was kind of like. I wanted to hear about both of your experiences with like mental health or non experiences, I guess. Um, so yeah.
1: Okay. Leandro goes first. Okay.
0: Okay. Um I've
1: uh let's not put a label on it, but yeah, I've been experiencing um mental health issues since I was about eight years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, depression, anger issues, bipolar disorder, um, anxiety. Trust issues, the list can go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I first noticed it when, you know, the quote-unquote daddy issues came about, especially because I am of African descent, so it is harder to feel that love and compassion in the midst of adversity mm-hmm. inside of my home. And I'm yeah, also yeah. the oldest of six kids, so it was also oh, harder wow. on me to still play mom, still be a child, which I really mm-hmm. didn't get in my life. And... Have to deal and see all the marital issues and financial issues that my both my parents dealt with. Mm-hmm. So going through life, you know, I didn't really like who I who I was. I didn't. I wasn't um, confident in myself. Um, I always tried to put um, my faith into the male species because I don't have a male finger in my life but you know as you continue to grow you continue to learn yes in middle school towards the beginning of high school I was bullied Mm -hmm. um through high school I dealt with that was when I first seen what anxiety was I used to have panic attacks you know Mm -hmm. stress out worry about everything all the time um I was bipolar and from the ninth grade to the beginning of my 11th grade year in high school you know even now that I'm in college I still deal with Deal with it, but it's not as prevalent as it was
0: back when I was younger. Okay, yeah, I feel that, uh, especially like the the African household thing. Yeah. Um. um Alright, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, for me, um, how you hey guys? <laughs> for me, it's that I can't say yeah. I went to bullying. Yeah, at one point in my life, I was just so down. Oh my god, I was mm-hmm. down, and I just mentally i just felt out of it i was tired it was just dark thoughts but let me tell y'all the power of god 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 put me through that and that i mean i went through my own shares of just being down and mentally tired and mentally oppressed and just like damn, I'm not, I'm a, I felt like a scapegoat in one point in my life and in one point in my family. Cause I was always messing up. I was always doing one thing or another. And I was like, yo, I'm mentally wrong. Something's wrong. Why do I keep messing up? Why do I keep causing my mom to yell at me? And to just always be angry at me. Once God got me, God got me out of that, I was able to really see that life, it's, it's life is really hard, honestly, but you take it one step at a time. And for me, it's, I have a lot of friends who have, who go through issues such as anger issues that really might like, help impact them in their lives and depression and sadness that to the point where they just want to end it. And I've encountered those people and I've talked to those people and it's just it just gives you a different perspective that not, not your life might be peachy and rosy, but you don't know what somebody else is going through. You don't know what's like, Every mind is different and every play on minds are different. So for you to encounter somebody that say, yo, I really don't want to live anymore. And you're asking yourself, why would somebody ever want to say that? It just Mm. takes something in you.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. I think like what's interesting is you both talked about dealing with things even in like middle school and like high school and elementary and all that stuff. I don't know if it's just me or maybe it's like in my area, but I feel like there wasn't enough attention given to... Like mental health during those ages Mm -hmm. but a lot of kids went through stuff during that time and you would think that it would be more obvious like the need for it for like and i totally
1: agree because i remember Mm -hmm. once okay so i'll tell a story real quick in eighth grade i decided to do a big chop i'm way past mature my age i'm like okay let me do a big chop but the vitality like the Feedback I got on it, people were talking about me in their group messages, people were calling me Little Bill, and I remember, like, coming to school and finding out that you've been talked about in a group message that you're not even in, that Mm -hmm. does something to you at the age of 13, 14. So I go to my guidance counselor, and I'm telling my guidance counselor, and she's like, just let it go, blase, blase. But at that point, it's like, I'm crying. What do you mean just let it go? Mm -hmm. I don't believe, like, all my middle school years, I found comfort in a teacher where I can tell them, oh, I am going through this or I'm going through that. And they were able to help me. And even if I ever told somebody that I was going through this, I don't believe the support or the help that was rendered to me was ever enough for me to say, I'm going to overcome this with their help. It was always, like I ended up, I, I knew by the time I was overcoming things, it was by myself, it was with the help of God and not the help of people that I trusted or I wanted to trust.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of times, like, when my friends and stuff would say they went to their counselors and stuff, they would, they say that they weren't really, like, helpful with anything. They'd probably, they'd just, like, tell them to go back to class and stuff, which I think is kind of, it's bad because you're you're teaching kids that their feelings don't matter. <laughs> and, and, like, you're not teaching them ways to be able to deal with these things. And then if they're coming to someone who is supposed to, like, be helping and they're not trying to help, then they're not going to know where to seek that help anywhere else. And that's when you become, like, stuck with all your feelings and stuff and you can't really express it.
1: Exactly. And, yo, oh my gosh, I always tell people, you don't, it's okay not to be okay. You don't have mm-hmm. to, it's so easy to suppress your feelings, but it's, I promise, it's easier to tell somebody. It might not, you you might have to seek up and down that person to trust, but the concept of putting it all inside of you, it's, it's killing, it's more killing to me, I believe, than actually opening up and telling somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it like um, what's it called? A lot of the like what we learn too comes from our families because if you're if we're not from families where people are really expressive about like, how mm-hmm. you know, they and stuff, then you'd never really do that. Which kind of which sucks a lot because then it's either like you just continue in that cycle or like you have to teach yourself how to do that. But like our parents are not trying to teach us to express how we feel they're not even asking us like how we feel and things like that in middle middle school i there was one time when i was like really depressed and stuff and um i tried to like express that to my mom at one time but like she didn't really take it seriously and um that really hurt my feelings because it took so much from of me to like express Mm -hmm. how i felt and stuff and then it was like shut down and dismissed like it was nothing and yeah it sucks
1: and honestly, I'll say that um very prevalent in an African community and in an African household only because I believe you can only teach, you can only teach what you've learned. For me, yeah. I believe my, our parents, they were taught to suppress their feelings. Mm-hmm. That kind of so what else are they going to teach us? To suppress our feelings, not speak on our feelings, not come out. Because I can even tell my mom, like, sometimes when she's going through stuff, I notice she's not, she's not talking out loud, she's not saying anything, so of course, what I've learned is don't talk out loud, don't say anything. And in the African community, my, I see other communities like black community. A girl can my friend would tell me, my African American mm-hmm. friend will tell me, Oh, I told my mom this, I told my mom that. I used to look at her like, bro, you your your mom lets you open up to her and she's not threatening you or she's not really slap you, bro. And I'm like wow. And I know that in the African community it's totally different. I was scared to open up to my mom, scared to tell her this, scared to tell her that. But I know she will come back it around on me when it's not it probably wasn't even about me mm-hmm. yeah
0: so um I know you mentioned your face really helped you like with dealing with um, those issues and stuff but like what else helped you guys with um, like dealing with mental health issues and stuff like that
1: um yes. what for, for me um um mm health with mental health issues um yeah i actually started to gain real friends because all my life i never really had actual like real friends that friends that actually had your bag type friends Mm -hmm. yeah so being able to um trust somebody and, like, really pour out, like, what's going on on the inside. Especially for people who doesn't trust anybody. To trust someone and tell them everything that's going on the, on the inside is, like, everything that you're bottling up can now pour out. And when it pours out, when I find a friend like Hallie, she, it's not even that I go to her every time I want to cry. She's just like, go cry to God. Oh, <laughs> well, for me, it's, um, like, I used to use, I used to watch TED Talks. I realized that If I want to get out of this situation, I have to be able to trust myself. So I wanted a better, I wanted a better light for myself. I wanted to see myself in a positive light. So I started watching TED Talks that, you know, the motivational self-help TED Talks. I watched, I read books, self-help books that motivate you, inspire you. I also used to watch YouTube videos um, with like YouTube subscribers like Mo Digger. She's um, a faith based one. I watched, she lives in Texas. So, I ventured out and saw, oh, what are ways I can be more positive. And then I started, okay, so when I first started on this positive light and was like, okay, I want I want better for myself, I stopped cursing. And when I stopped cursing, it was like, okay, if I can do this, I can do other things. So, I person, um, started pouring myself out into new things like blogging, and then I was like, okay, I like this whole concept of helping people. I like this concept of advising people. So I started watching, I started listening to more podcasts. At the end of the day, I had downloaded Pinterest. Pinterest is my best friend now. And those, mm-hmm. those um, you know, quotes, like little quotes. And now I'm a quote lover, because quotes are so, they're so simple, but yet helpful. Oh, and Mary J, um, no, what is the show? Mary Jane? You Mary, Mary Jane? Jane. Yeah. You know, know she, she had the, the little- songposting yeah. notes? Mm-hmm. I remember like for me, always change my room around because my room is like so my room is messy i'm like my life is messy right there so my room i would clean my room i'll even rearrange it and then i would do the little posters they'll have balls they'll have um little simple quotes that is like just keep going i mean even on my phone like these are little simple things that i do to make sure i'm positive i'm on a positive track i'm not beating myself down or making sure making myself or allowing myself to be oppressed like i would have little on my phone i would have little remind, reminders like oh holly you're beautiful you're this you're that and once i kept reiterating that i kept saying that to myself i kept um instilling that in myself it was easier for me to rise up and say okay i am better and then jeremiah 29 11 god has a purpose for my life
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely um I tried the quotes thing and then I, I don't know what happened. I just got lazy and stopped doing it.
1: Oh, yeah, it's okay. I get lazy a lot. But, you know, sometimes I have to pull myself back in like, come on.
0: Right, yeah. Because if you're not consistent with whatever it is that you're you're doing for yourself, like it's so easy for you to get back into feeling however it is that you're um, trying not to feel in the first place. Of course. Um, so did you, did you start doing all those things in high school or... or
1: like as you got older. Or... Okay, so I remember I was applying for high school, and everything. I don't know. Somehow, some way, shape, or I wanted better for myself. And we're in Baltimore. We had magnet schools. I wanted to get to a magnet school because magnet school is like a top school. And I wanted to get into my specific magnet, which was health profession. So I had an older brother figure in my life who basically he would he gave me like a list of a list of advices and a list of two dudes like oh this is what you do, this is what you don't do and I started to listen to that, started to apply that then somehow, like he was, a, he was he's a, a man of God somehow I started reading the word so it was like all of this is happening during 13-14 mind you when this happens I start losing friends my friends are like oh now you think you're holy holly now you can't hang out with us, now you can't do this and so now I'm learning another lesson of life that about how being a leader and being alone, that, that top when you want better for yourself Sometimes you have to be alone to
0: get that better for yourself. Yeah, I I, I don't think uh, I didn't realize that for a while. So it's like, and you don't notice it at first that like you're, there's a reason why you're losing friends and stuff. So
1: Honestly.
0: Like, it, right. And in the time, like when it's happening, you're like, I just want my friends back in. And, and like, it's so, right.
1: but, so bad. I was like, I'm not even trying to be holy. Like that i mean i was like i don't even like that title i just, i just don't want to cast anymore i just don't want to smoke i don't want I to i wasn't even a smoker but that's what they started doing and i'm like no i don't like that i don't even want you doing that but when you start when you start like i don't even know how to i what proverb or what parable to connect with them you just want better and the crowd that you used to walk you don't want that you you become alone you get distant and it's hard but hey uh, mm-hmm. It's not easy. All the flock together type.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was gonna say. So, um. I feel like they do a better job of, of emphasizing like mental health in like college, mm-hmm. maybe more than high school and stuff like that. And I was listening to um a podcast like, maybe a few days ago, and it's called like the Abstract. The abs- its called abstract culture. Um, but on it, they were talking about how um, suicide is the second leading cause of death in like college for like mm-hmm. in college age students and stuff. And I thought that was like really crazy though. But it also makes sense because like that's from like age eighteen to like 21, 22 okay? Yeah. Yeah. So and and I think that's the point where you really start to realize that maybe you don't really know yourself or or that's what th- like things really you really start to realize a lot of things that maybe you didn't really pay attention to like in the past and stuff and so
1: alone in college like mm-hmm. for yeah people, for real you know high school you're so you're always you come you come back home you leave out you come back home you're back with your family but once you're in college you're alone it's that simple fact that you, the responsibility of you, you're living for yourself now so maybe you don't know you at that point you're like maybe I don't really know who I am maybe I don't really know who, what I want
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then it's like it's it's kind of scary to have to figure all of those things out now because I don't know for me for a while I thought that like as I was getting older things were like gonna make more sense so like I was I was just kind of telling myself like oh this kind of stuff should have been figured out already but then it's like you realize that no, you actually still have to do those things and stuff. But it's like if you don't know how to go about it, then you kind of just become stuck in this cycle of feeling mm. down. You're not supposed to have it all figured out. And that's the pressure. is I I learned
1: that even my even my father. My father is like almost close to his sixties. He just doesn't even have it figured out. You're never supposed to have it figured out but at the age that we are right now like you start in high school they start telling you college this college that what do you want to be when you grow up some of them don't even know what they want to do then you have the the college students that are in college undecided they're wasting money on loans and wasting time and four years not knowing what they want to do because they're supposed to have it figured out at these these really young ages when you have a whole entire lifetime ahead of you so it's like the society that we live in puts the pressure and a burden on top of you. So that it makes it harder for people to actually figure out who who they are. What do they, what they, what they want to be?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, when you said that, it reminded me of, like, in high school. They'd be, like, having all these workshop things or whatever. Like, if you want to be a doctor, you got to go do this and this and this. And all of this. Otherwise, you won't be, like, on track and all this stuff. And, like, it stressed me out. Because, like, in high school, I literally don't think I knew what I wanted to do. Like, I had ideas of things that would be, like, cool to do. But... Like, I don't think I really knew. And that really stressed me out because I felt like there were other people who were, they, were, they already knew and they were, like, on the path towards doing that. And then I was just like, well, I'm just going to take my classes and graduate and <laughs> figure it out later. But I like what you, I can't, I don't know if it was Haley or Leah that said it, but um, you said that you don't have to have, like, life figured out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we have to continuously tell ourselves. Because a lot of times, like if, um, if if we're not really of that mindset, then it, there's this idea of oh you're wasting time, or like you said, you're wasting um, your education, or, or just wasting money on loans and stuff. And I think that that's where the problem comes from: is that idea, or is that feeling like you're you're just being wasteful in that time when really we need to embrace that period of whatever it is that we might be.
1: Um, Even right now, for me, um, that I'm in college, I think about what's going to happen
0: in the next five years and what's going to happen
1: after I graduate. Will I be able to get into med school? When am I going to be able to get married? Am I going to still be able to have kids? Then and a third, so it's like I'm still on a time clock at the same time. Mm -hmm. What I want to do or who I want to be. There is never never enough time for you to sit and be like, okay, Leo, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? It's, you gotta do things the way society has them Set up for you
0: mm-hmm. And like I, I don't think that should be a thing Like we should be able to take that time To figure out ourselves because otherwise You're really good, just gonna get lost in Like you said in just doing whatever Society wants you to do And like I think it goes back to the whole mental health thing too Because like we're not necessarily encouraged To kind of take that time Out to take care of ourselves And it's not until the whole world Is crashing down that a lot of times that we now realize, like, oh, it's because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not prioritizing my mental health and growing and, and like, being better. You're We're more, like, prioritizing, I guess, like, being in competition with everyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's family structures. In mm-hmm. many strict homes, your mom is, like, for me at one point, it was my mom wanted me to be a nurse. But I had to... Realize that she's living life, bro. Let me tell you, your mom, my mom's living life. I want to live my life. I'm her daughter. And she's my mom. With two different people. And I wanted to. Another thing I wanted to point out was the simple fact that one day I want to become a psychiatrist. And a problem I've noticed, the issue that is I hand right now is the underrepresentation of African Americans, of colored people, in the mental health field. Simply like. In many um, mental health institutions, you don't see that many black um, black leaders, black mental health personnel.s
0: mm-hmm.
1: And many of um, the issues that we go through are pushed to the side. Many people are pushed to the side. Once they see somebody with a mental health issue, you're in and out. You don't really get that person. You don't really get that personal care that you need. Just because somebody's going through something, um, and you might not understand, you might not know why you might not know how does not mean that they should ever be disregarded if somebody's telling you one minute they're happy another minute they're sad that does not mean throw them away to the side that does not mean push them away to the side but in some cases in many cases actually that is what happens in a black community that's what happens in a mental aspect community that many african-americans when they're going through situations they're pushed it aside like oh you're gonna get through it oh you're strong or oh, you oh, you're gonna overcome or mm-hmm. just suppress it or just put it down it's okay you you have to be strong and another is we we always believe we have to be strong we have to put up a strong face it reminds me of the mask um it's like we are the mask by ooh, like, ooh. it's an old poem we are the mat we wear the mask and it's like oh, oh you're yeah. what Right, it's, it's, he was uh, he was writing about how like colored black people at the time wear a mask with a smile, um, mm-hmm. but my thing is that we that we always have to be strong, that we always have to be okay. No, you do not always have to be strong. Seek the help that you need. We went to an event the other day where the girl told us that there's a website where you can find a black therapist and that black therapist is matched to you and she when she found her black therapist it was a total different atmosphere a total different feel from a white therapist old man that she used to go to because that woman was able to understand that woman was able to relate with her
0: yeah i feel that i um i was looking for um my friend was looking for a therapist in in minnesota and she was talking about how like it's it's really hard to find people of color like like in the therapy like field or whatever and like I was wondering why that is in the first place because it's so important like you said like it's so important to be able to connect with the person that you're telling these things to because they're, they're things that you weren't even able to tell like your family and friends before and, and like for you to now have to come and tell someone who might not even understand it all adds another layer of like challenge and stuff and that can also be like discouraging when it comes to finding someone to help you because you're like well they're not going to understand so like what's the point but yeah i've I've really been wondering why there's so there's not as many like people of color that do that are like therapists and stuff
1: because we we who who's better to understand us than us for that girl to say that Mm -hmm. you felt better you felt more you felt a different atmosphere with a black therapist compared to white that's an issue that we need that we need more representation we need more people out there speaking on behalf of us not people that don't know us the way that we know ourselves
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely and um i just remember like a point you made about how like people just expect us to be strong or like their first response is that oh you'll be fine or you'll get through it and stuff and i've always hated that because it's like but what if i'm not gonna be fine and stuff but I think it's it's like a combination of people Really do just expecting that you'll get over it But then mm-hmm. not also knowing How to approach it Or how to, to like Be there for people in those times and stuff And I think that shows like there's like a problem Within the community that needs to be addressed with that Because like It shouldn't be impossible for us To like just be an ear For a friend that's going yeah. through Something like uh-huh. and, and we shouldn't just be like, I, I think a lot of people understand that they, they don't know how to go about it, but then they don't take the extra step of actually trying to learn mm-hmm. how to be of help to friends and stuff. Because you don't have to be a therapist. Like You don't. A lot of times, people just need a listening ear. They just need someone that they know that they can come to with these things. Because And
1: find a, find accountable. Sometimes you don't even have to tell them what to do. You just need somebody to listen. Like, hear me out. Hear what's going on with me. And let me, let like, let just listen, 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 Linda, listen. Just listen and you don't even have to give me advice you don't have to tell me to do this just hear me out
0: mm, yeah that's that's the big one it's just being heard sometimes and because i i um i can't remember who i was talking to but my friend because i oh i was asking my friend why um he doesn't really like I think I, I was I was complaining about something because I, I I just have my moments and I just need to complain about stuff and then I made I made a comment about how like he doesn't usually complain and stuff and he said that um, everyone is going through their own stuff so like there's really no reason to complain and things like that and like I thought about that after and I feel like it's it's that mentality that makes it seem like everyone just kind of has to suck like deal with their own things on their mm-hmm. own when not like we don't have to like it's okay for for everyone to have their own issues and to talk about it too because we're not lone islands and we have to rely on other people to be able to get through these things otherwise like it's never you never really well let me not say you never really but it's harder to to overcome whatever it is that you're going through
1: i totally agree i totally like we have to be a community of helpers community of mm-hmm. that's always there for each other community that has each other's backs whether physically mentally hey you don't have to do financially if you don't want to but that mental aspect that cuz if I, for me I see it if I'm struggling if I'm wait if I'm okay and everybody else around me is not okay that's a problem i always want like if i'm eating and everybody else around me is not eating that's a problem everybody has to be okay everybody has to be um if you're not okay, I'm going to come down and help you out to lift you up and make sure that you are lifted up and be, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, you're, you can hold me accountable to be there for you, to listen, to, even if you want to go to therapy, I will drive you to therapy, whatever you want, whatever you believe is, you, is going to get you to be all right, be okay, I'm here for you.
0: Like I said before, I think like they make it more easy, easier to get like help and stuff in like college settings. But then I was just thinking about it, too, that despite the fact that that help might be there during college, um, we're not in college forever. And if it's just like seeing, because at my school, like you can go visit like therapists and stuff Mm -hmm. for free. And that's like really helpful. Like, I'm really glad that's a thing there. But then I was also thinking about how like um, how to find that like support after college or after you're not in that setting I guess Like Because um, therapists are expensive They are When you have to pay for them on your own they They're so expensive Because I was looking at I was trying to find one And I was like I ain't got money for this Um. So
1: Honestly, oh yeah, it, it's, honestly it, it's hard I'm not even going to sit here And say that I know All the answers But I know if there's Issues where The internet And God for internet The internet is always there for you if you want to find out, oh, I like, Wiki, how, how he has, a, or how to, like, what's the first step? I don't know. I would say that that's probably what I would do if I was really out of college. I'm still struggling. I'm down. I'm oppressed. Um, I would say for me, I know that most college students, what they go through is a post-graduation depression. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, you know, they graduate everyone's looking for, but they don't have a job afterwards. They don't know what to do with their life afterwards. They just yep. have a degree. So what I would suggest for people like that, for people like me, is you, first you stop, you look in the mirror. you ask yourself, are you okay? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we go around every day saying, I'm fine, I'm okay, when really you're not. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: ways to build yourself back up even when you feel as though you should, you should be somewhere where you're not.
0: Yeah. Right? definitely yeah i think that um a really important aspect of it is that friend thing too just having people that you can go to but yeah also like especially with that finding a job thing it can get really depressing if you're not finding a job right away or like you're applying to places and people aren't responding but yeah you're right like you have to find things that you genuinely enjoy doing during that time or whatever. And I think that that really helps, that that, that's been helping me because I've been sitting at home for like way too long at this point, but it's whatever, Um, but. Trust yourself,
1: trust the the, the purpose. Trust the process. Maybe process. Maybe this is your time for you to sit and really grow. Like right now for me, I'm going through a phase where I'm always isolated. I'm always alone and I don't like ever being alone or ever feeling the sense of loneliness, but I'm learning that I'm alone. I'm being isolated on purpose. This is my time. This is my year for me to really get to know who Leah is and really grow. Really, you know, continue to, like, flourish. Yeah. And then those people will come back to where they're supposed to be. And those that don't need to be here, well, go through, go through what you go through at the end of the day. If you want that job as a... I don't know. If you want that job at the top, start... Understand that, that little opportunity that you have Is not, is a little opportunity, a small opportunity does not mean a bad opportunity. You can always start out small and work your way up. Like she said um, earlier, work your way up, work your way to the top.
0: Yeah, I was watching, I don't know what I was watching. I think I was watching a sermon or something and... It was just talking about how, like, you have to embrace whatever stage you're in or whatever. Because, like, God really doesn't make mistakes with whatever he puts you. He does you. not. He does not. It's just, like, it's, it's like, in the time when you're just, like, getting, like, annoyed or stressed or whatever, it's kind of, like, you forget that for a moment. But it's important to always remember that. Yeah. And then, um, so I wanted to talk about specifically, like, mental health within, like, we've been talking about it, but, like, mental health within the black community, like African community, African American community. Um what is that what is what has that looked like for you guys? Like in the past and and now and stuff like that.
1: I watched this video with Cinderella OG. So it was basically a take on, on um, mental illness and men. And the guys they felt that they always had to be tough. They couldn't cry. Or they couldn't be seen as weak because once they seen as weak, they feel less of an African-American man. And that really, that really did something to me because it made me feel as if, that as much as we're mentoring girls, the guys need mentoring too. The guys always need somebody to talk to. And for some of them, they felt safe with their bros. They were able to tell their bro stuff. But they still felt as if they could never be seen as weak because it was, it, it was wrong. Wrong and it's just not the right thing for a guy to
0: be to be yeah i think it's it's like they um their definition of weakness um is is what i think is is the like problem because i feel like they they associate like mental health and or or expressing yourself about how you feel as being like a weak thing which like makes no sense to me because like think about it It, when you go to the doctor and he's asking you how you feel or whatever like if you broke something or something hurts like you have to express how you feel like oh i'm in pain and stuff in order for you to get the help that you need so like why doesn't that apply to like your mental health and things like that like Mm -hmm. i don't think that should be seen as like being weak because like at the end of the day like you're suffering for just keeping things inside that don't need to be kept inside but yeah I, I definitely feel that and i i don't think i can say that it's getting better i don't
1: believe so either i think it's just something that keeps getting ignored, ignored
0: and, and overlooked mm-hmm. yeah there there needs to be more importance play like put on if, yeah because I, I think oh, there's like hmm? you know it's harder for them of, I'm,
1: I'm not gonna say society, but the things that we turn to, you know, the things that guide us in our in our generation, which is social media, and the way guys have to be portrayed, they have to be. They gotta be tall. They gotta be strong. They gotta be. They can never be vulnerable. They can never show that they got a little weakness. They can never show that they a little happy. They can be Mm -hmm. a little sad or depressed because they gotta be the one to hold everybody else up. But no, at the end of the day, everybody, everybody in the black community always has that mindset that they always gotta be strong. They always gotta be tough and Mm -hmm. not let nobody see their weakness because if someone sees their weakness, then they're punk. But you're not. Like when I talk to my guy friends, I always like find ways to really like get into their heads and really like ask them like what's really going on in your life like and how did the situation go or how did it make you feel because expressing yourself is like literally the is the most important thing you can do to keep yourself up and to be that strong person that you're trying to show the world that you are
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i i liked what you said about like you also trying to ask and, and stuff because i think that expressing yourself is half of the like solution but also like we have to show that we do care about their feelings and things like that. Because, like, obviously, if no one's really asking you how something's making you feel or how you are and stuff like that, then obviously you don't really think that they they care about that. So it's also, a, like, our responsibility to to really ask those questions, to ask how are you and, and really look for genuine answers for people. Because, like, honestly, everybody just says I'm fine and keeps it moving when a lot of people probably... Aren't fine, and like, yeah, we have to be more intentional about actually asking about how people are, and like, if we, because I think a lot of times too, we, we, um, what's it called? We see that maybe they're not okay and stuff, but we don't really ask, like, what's going on and stuff like that. Yeah, and we have,
1: stick with the comment, "Hey, what you doing? How are you?" and I, you know, mm-hmm. keep it moving so they like really asking, like it can go beyond how are you it can be like it can go beyond what was your day like it can mm-hmm. be like okay so is there anybody you're talking to yeah. do you what, what what interests you in that person how's school yeah. going you gotta like actually throw out the negative stuff so they, they can like throw it back at you and not always just keep a positive you know cliche kind of conversation that really isn't engaging and really doesn't like make someone want to like open up mm-hmm.
0: yeah and and also like Um, if you do see him having a bad day and stuff, like saying like, I see you that you are like, you don't look really happy and stuff like that too, because I think calling that out makes it more like real for them that someone does, like people do pay attention and people do care because maybe people, maybe that's what it is, is that like, they just think that people don't necessarily care about that aspect of them or their lives and things like that. Maybe that's, I don't know. That's me just guessing.
1: Hey, I agree. Because I have a friend, a close close friend, who I always had to force to speak to me. Or not even speak to me, I always had to force to vent, but I don't know why. Oh yeah, you know, it goes back to thing that's family issues. For so long, he's never had the opportunity to open up. He's never had, he don't even have a male figure in his life. So I mean, another issue is the lack of a male figure. Mm -hmm. You might even have a male figure, but then a lack of a male figure who embraces such things as opening up, inventing. So for him is he didn't have a male in his life. And then to so you everything he holds in, he holds in, he holds in. I'm pretty sure like with the single home, his mom is always at work. So who is he going to talk to? You end up keeping all of that in. So even if you find somebody that you is um that's there that wants to listen, it's hard. It takes a while, it takes trust. So all of these issues are embedded in it might be family, it might be the fact that you have a father figure, and then it might be you're in a community that does not even embrace the concept of renting letting let them, <laughs> them know that oh i'm going to do this school
0: this yeah I, I um i realized recently that i don't know how to explain the concept of a panic attack to my parents like and have them understand it so like if like um so i had one like a few weeks ago and i couldn't really ex I, like i couldn't really explain to them what was going on so And they didn't really understand it either so it was kind of just like well she's just acting up or whatever but like i think that shows like there's a real problem there too because um i just thought about it too like a lot of them come from places where that's never really been a thing
1: exactly it might be taboo in the in the community or Mm -hmm. it's just like you're joking or this is what it and then i think it's the fear of they don't know what it is you're telling mm-hmm. them, Oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, or I just had a panic attack. What is a panic attack? If I don't have names to it. For me, it's like I hate driving. I, find, mm-hmm. I have to drive, when I do something wrong on a road or I make somebody honk at me, I remember when I was a new learner or on a driver. Um, when somebody would haunt at me, I would just be so sad to to the car ride because I didn't like to somebody honking me and I would just be like <sighs> that's just be destined behind the wheel until I get to my destination and my whole day at that point is ruined but, and then when my mom would come in and tell me, you can you go do, you can drive and do this, I want to explain that no I cannot because I get angsty, I get anxiety behind the wheel if I told her that she just, I don't want to she, would just she would take it she would blow it out of pushing. question mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was um I'm saying it a few days ago that I wish that
0: there was like a class Or some kind of DVD that you could just have them watch that would explain all these things to them rather than us trying to like explain it to them. Because maybe it's like they don't take us seriously sometimes too. But yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to explain these things. And I think that makes you not want to bother because you feel like you're trying and they're not getting it. But we have to keep trying to explain these things to them. Otherwise, like they're never going to understand and they're never going to give that space for... You to really be able to express yourselves with them and stuff like that too and i think like as much as friends are helpful too we shouldn't necessarily just exclude our like families from like yeah yeah, like like that healing process Mm -hmm. or or things like that because like they're a very important part of our lives too But, yeah, there needs to be a video, some kind of, like, course they take or something.
1: Honestly. Mm. Honestly. So, I I always hope that we're the generation that just breaks so much. For me, it's like, as much as people talk down on our generation, oh, our generation this, our generation that, I believe that we're the most aware generation of the issues that we go through. For us to be having this podcast, we're aware of the mental kids our mm. age, kids around us go through. And then we're also aware of what causes them, what might not cause them, what you, like an environment you might be around that is impacting you. So I believe that our generation, we can be the generation to break that cycle of being hard up or not hiding or always hiding your feelings, not coming out and not speaking and not venting out about things you're going through, things you've seen. And I just, I can't wait to see what how much we can change and how how the the change that we see i can't wait to see what we do
0: Mm -hmm. definitely i um and i think another part of it too is like changing the definition Mm -hmm. of what strength means or what being strong means too because i think it takes a lot of courage to be able to tell someone that oh i'm going through depression or like i'm having anxiety or i'm just like not okay mentally like that takes so much courage because you have to think about the way people are going to perceive you and all these things and you have to go beyond that in order to be able to talk about it and look for the help that you need so like i think things like that should also be should be viewed as being strong and should be viewed as as as, as not being like weak and things like that because it's really not being weak at all to be very honest like you got to think about it for like weeks before you go tell somebody oh i'm going to do this that and that or, oh, I was thinking about killing myself and all these things. So,
1: wow, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, for all of you listeners out here, we need you
0: guys to really take care of yourself, not like
1: take a shower, you know, listen to music, you know, take like a bubble bath a bath bomb type take yeah, care. But we're talking about you need to look in the mirror, ask yourself, Who are you? Are you okay? I don't even have to know who you are today. I don't believe anybody would really never live in fear don't be scared of anything make sure everything you do is for the benefit and the positive you know influence and uplifting of yourself because you can only make yourself better and when you um so many people they focus on i hear people say as long as everybody else is okay i'm okay oh my gosh i don't believe that Oh, even let me even put it in a biblical context the bible says love yourself love thy neighbor as you love yourself how do you if you can't take care of yourself and make sure you're okay? I don't believe you can love somebody else and take care of them. Yeah, I'm just gonna end it right there because <laughs> it's hard. I know it's hard. You can't. I, my the thing is that you're always pouring into other people, but you're a priority too. You're a child of the most high. Make sure that you're mentally okay, you're physically okay before you even decide to go ahead and pour into others. Definitely, I like that.
0: That's a a very good way of putting it. Um, what was my final question? Um, so, what would be, like, I know you were already, like, you guys already gave, like, advice and stuff too, but what would be, like, the one main advice that each of you would give in terms of, like, dealing with mental health and, and, and learning how to, like, prioritize that?
1: You are not perfect. I learn every single day. Every day I deal with my mental health issues. So people that look at me like, oh my gosh, she's so perfect. Since you fall, you can continue to pick yourself back up. And that's what I live by. Every time that I fall, that I fail, I always continue to pick myself back up. Not to worry about it. At the end of the day, it's going to work out. Trust me. You know, you're not alone. Yeah. My biggest thing is that you're not alone. There's 64 billion people on this earth for a no reason. Believe that you're not alone and trust God. Pray. Oh my gosh. There's something, there's, there's a... Even for like I've read in um, I read this book about habits There's something about having faith in a higher power and that higher power for me is God So have faith in something believe in something and believe that that something is worth living for is worth having and Understand that you have a purpose, but what I always try to instill in people and make them understand you have a purpose There's no reason why you continue to have 24 hours on this earth while other people are dying that you won't have a purpose, you don't have something to live for. You might not know what that purpose may be today, and it might not come to you tomorrow, but continue to live, continue to find ways to be spontaneous, adventurous. I
0: don't know, take every
1: opportunity.
0: I I'm on that, like, spontaneity thing, and, and just kind of, like, living. I think that's the best way to put it, is, like, just live and stop trying to put so many, like, Rule over yourself Or or like so many Like stop trying to Inhibit yourself and just like Experiencing life And and Yeah I think that's like The best way to put it But um Yeah Thank you guys For being on the podcast I'm glad that we were Finally able to Still with it. Still I need a One, I want to oh, me one chilling. Soon as we step in that building, roll up the weed in that building. Smoke rising up to that ceiling. I'm gonna go and in the village Nobody crack open the window Tell somebody call up Belinda Tell her come love up the singer When I'm in the city The girl them want the banana got them want some different village Where, where, a man a village huh. the knows a man a vampire And it's a Dracula season Come into your village Like Willy Willy Asumoni soon as you but we do you not live. Still falling, we with it. Still to no. really. the city. A honey, I'm a liar. Take a time and I you want to you want to Asumoni A so many about that care what you not need live. Still falling, we're with it. Still to the honey, I'm
1: Hey, I got it <laughs>
0: I'm about you still Still, still to you